Fly Perspective Podcast. Father God, I am just learning how to pray. Bear with me. First, I thank you for the life of everyone that's here with me. Then I thank you for the love you give me. Why? I don't know. I don't deserve it. And it hurts inside. Many a nights I cried. Called your name out loud. But didn't call you when I was doing good. Too proud. And still you gave me love. I wasn't used to that. Because most of the people that gave me love ended up taking it back. It's something new to me. So I'm begging you for time to adjust. Let me make it there. I will be one you can trust. What I stand for, I put my life on. I do. I guess what I'm asking is, show me how to stand for you. And I will rap for Bustin you. Bustin' a huge rest Sing in peace to DMX, you. one of the greatest poets, um, vessels of, of life, that he wasn't afraid to show you him battling in public. You know, um, I've been a DMX fan pretty much my whole life. My brother introduced me to DMX. It was a, like one of the first rappers he ever introduced me to. We riding in the car. Ever since then, I've been hooked. Come on, hold on. Let's hold on, take hold you hold back on. to 1998. Uh, DMX, ain't no way. Flop Perspective Podcast. Nigga, ride or die. Uh, uh, DMX, walk, You niggas pressing me for When uh, Somo asked in the hope Now you stressing the raw uh -huh. If I was testing your jaw Maybe then you would respect me But you can't respect me Cause you don't even know me nigga Check Come on. I'm that motherfucker that'll put, put you to sleep While you sleeping Big die from a hundred feet You just knew you was creeping uh, But bad decisions Lead to last decisions what? Fast collision Now your ass is missing what? Took it over there Now you bring it back to the streets uh -huh. Have you forgotten what it means When a dog shows his teeth Let me break it down for you He's about to attack you. Still standing here, faggot? You must want me to smack you. ain't been there or done that. Fuck is y'all niggas telling me? I'm the only nigga walking the streets with four felonies. Repeat this. I see shit is hard, niggas is struggling. So leave rap alone for a little while. Go back to hustling. I'll tell you one thing, right? It ain't nothing like them old joints, man. That's that's from 98, joint from X, you know. He used to just have the lyrics, man, that you just, he just didn't give a fuck, man. You could tell he was raw, gritty, and he had that authenticity of an artist. You could believe that what he was rapping about, that he actually lived. I mean, you got countless stories of people in the industry that talk about when they met DMX, when they used to roll DMX and the crazy stuff that would happen, man. You can do your YouTubes, man, there's plenty of stories. And also an artist that wasn't afraid to tell you about his battles or struggles in life. You know, we know for years that he had talked about battling substance abuse and things of that nature. And we kind of seen him over the years decline as far as, you know, like someone who would, you know, battle with some type of substance abuse, you know, as far as like the respiratory breathing, you know, that, those type of cues. 
But man, you know, he still was doing his thing, man. You know, and uh, I remember the first time I saw the interview he did, and he talked about uh, the first time he ever did crack was when his mentor, he had a hip hop mentor. Um, I'm not sure the guy's name, if, if he even said the name, but he was talking about it. it was a guy that he looked up to. It was a hip hop mentor had laced the blunt with crack, and that's the first time he smoked that shit. And while he was able to speak about his demons and battling his demons, he was also able to like channel that energy to be spiritual, man, and you know, be closer to God. You know, break out in prayer, like that prayer at the beginning of this joint. You know, in front of thousands of people. Like, he did that prayer every night on tour. I forget if it was which Rough Riders tour it was, but he did that prayer every night. Serve you up some dope music about some real life shit, and then we gonna end this off in a prayer. And the whole, you know what I mean? Like, powerful brother, man, you know. But uh, we definitely gonna celebrate him, man. We gotta celebrate him. He had like 18 kids, too. Man, X was out here doing his thing. (laughs) But... I just hope all his paperwork and everything is together, man, so them them kids can be taken care of and, you know, get what's due to them from their father and the family and the whatever, you know. It's always a sad situation when you hear about a rapper passing away uh, that was definitely very influential and sold many, many, many records, and then you hear the family members talk about not getting no money. But on another note, you internet motherfuckers killed me, bro, because it's like... Y'all was ready to kill X before he even died, man. That's the crazy part about it. It's like, man, wait for an official uh, release from the family before you just start putting Rest in Peace DMX. And once you see one Rest in Peace DMX, you start seeing a lot of them. And then you have to check. Like, look on Google or something. It's like y'all be on some monkey see, monkey do stuff. (laughs) Like, anytime I see somebody died... I'll I'll Google that shit first. I need a TMZ uh, report. I need a hip hop report. The source, uh, something official that's that has a reputable name. If Lil Terry from on 59th Street just said whatever, whatever, I'm not gonna believe that shit until I see an official report. Damn, they out there busting. But that's everyday life in the hood, you know. Damn, it's crazy. It's Easter, and uh, it's very sunny outside, 83 degrees. It sounds like two different guns, I'm not going to lie. So it might have been like a little shootout exchange, you know. But, hey, it's real out here in the field, man. You know, <laughs> it definitely is real out here in the field. And I guess since the podcast organically went into this direction, I will start it out with uh, this week on Real in the Field. Man, did y'all see where the 13-year-old girl and the 15-year-old girl went to go jack the Uber Eats driver to for his car? They were trying to steal his car. He wasn't having it, and he walked up. And uh, long story short, he got sandwiched in between. You know how if, if somebody's in the car on the driver's seat, sitting in the seat, and then somebody walks up in between that and just stands in front of, the, uh, in front of them, but the door's open, so the door's behind them. But, you know... So they took off, whatever the hell, they took off, man, rolled, crashed into some shit, man, flipped the car, and then long story short, man, the Uber Eats dude died, man. He got thrown from the car, and it was just like, what the fuck is going on, bro? 13 and 15 years old, uh, after the car is flipped, you see the the Middle Eastern man, the older guy, forget his name, rest in peace, uh, you see him laying on the ground, one of the girls comes out. And she's like, but my phone is in the car. 
And it's like, fam, it's a it's a, a dude dead maybe five feet away from you. And you coming out talking about your phone is in the car. Do you realize what you just did? Like, y'all not traumatized about that shit? And, of course, the next question is, it's like, what do you do with a 13 and a 15-year-old that killed somebody in an attempted carjacking like this? And you hate to hear stories like uh, minors going to jail for life or minors going to jail with adults, you know, in situations like this. And me personally, I don't know what to do. I just know it's like this this younger generation, as I get older, it's like they have less and less compassion. Like, I know I always talk about the Chicago killings and how these guys be 17, 16 with multiple bodies and all that type of shit. It's like, where's the compassion, man? Where is the the adolescence of youth? Like, when I was 13 and 15, I wasn't thinking about no criminal activity. And I mean, granted, yeah, I had a good upbringing. I had parents, etc. I'm not sure what those young ladies you know, their lifestyle is or what they got going on. Um, But just me, when I was younger, those thoughts weren't coming through my head. And I guess to piggyback off that, I'll talk about this documentary I saw the other day uh, called White Boy. And it was about a 17-year-old who got a life sentence um, for cocaine. He had 650 grams, I believe, of cocaine. And they had just passed a law about uh, if someone had 650 grams of cocaine or more, you automatically got a life sentence. Well, he was 17, a minor, and he got a life sentence. Fast forward, bruh was in jail for 28 years, I want to say, when the documentary uh, came out. I think it came out, I think it said 2017 on the uh, on the Netflix part. But, uh, yeah, it's one of them crazy situations where laws were made way back when, and then laws change in current date, and they kind of, like, forget about the people, you know, when they change the law. Like, you got to go through all these appeals and this and that just to see the light of day. You know, on something that passed from, you know, 30 years ago that's not even in effect anymore. But anyway, uh, it gets very bizarre in this case because uh, even the people that were associated with him that were way bigger drug dealers than him uh, and also hitmen. They were on the documentary talking about how they were, you know, professional hitmen for uh, this gang or that gang. You know, they out of jail. Meanwhile, this dude was 17 with 650 grams of cocaine, and he's still in jail, you know, after people who have murdered and killed people uh, were getting out. It's, it's bizarre. And it, like I said, it gets way more bizarre than that. I don't want to give away the whole story. Just know it's like some politics involved. I'll just say he knew a lot about certain things with when it came to public officials in the Detroit city. And, uh, yeah, it was a whole conspiracy to keep him locked up and to make it even more bizarre remember the uh the cop from beverly hills he was the, like the police chief uh from axel foley long story short his name is gil uh what the fuck is this dude's name uh i got it right here oh gil hill he was an actual police officer in detroit and he's wrapped up in his whole conspiracy thing with the white boy guy man it's crazy as hell man white boy rick Speaking of that, with laws, man, you know, marijuana is being, you know, considered to be legal in a lot of places and up on the docket to get considered to be legal, etc. So I would hope that people that had minor drug offenses that had to do with marijuana, their charges would be dropped off their records. And also people that have been locked up for a larger marijuana scale should be able to get out, man. Work in the cannabis industry or something. And when I think about like politics and laws and how like the prison structure is set up. It's so many bizarre stories where you hear people that were like locked up forever and they ended up being like not guilty. You know, they had to go through all this long process to prove that they weren't guilty. Just crazy. Or just like how a system can just pin something on you and say you the person that did it. 
then like the stories you hear about someone getting locked up with like a joint 70 years ago and they got like a life sentence just bizarre stuff man uh there was a video that came out the other day i saw where a brother was taking out his trash in california and the cops just walked up on him arrested him and the video just came out like they had tried to hide the video for of course evidence they don't want seen they don't want the public to see how racial it is but bro this dude was just taking out the trash the cops walk up on him and they just like yeah come on put your hands behind your back you know and the, the video that was released they pulling up on the dude and they asking like does this guy do like i don't know you know they didn't even know who they was looking for they just walked up and saw the first black guy they saw and put him in handcuffs. His girlfriend comes outside. She's like, well, you know, what's going on? Yelling, screaming, whatever. They, you know, trying to strong on him and get him in cuffs. So then they end up taking both of them to jail, right? To make matters worse, the person that actually called the cops for the domestic violence situation, they outside telling the cops, like, no, I made this, I made the phone call. This isn't the person you're looking for. And it ended up being a white male that they were looking for. So, of course, you know, they suing. Pay this man that $3 million. But it's just a shame, especially with all the stuff with the George Floyd case. You got uh, people trying to make the claim of he died because he had drugs in his system. It's very sad that you got to really make a point when you see a murder on videotape and how it's done. Like, it's like, some shit just be like, bro, why we just can't be human about this situation? That man killed that man. But, you know, with everything considered, it looked like Derek Chauvin will go to go to jail. In my opinion, it looks like it. Because if he don't, they know they're going to burn some shit down. And that's facts. If if this man don't go to jail, they're going to burn this shit down. <laughs> funny but it's not funny every day you get on the internet on social media and you see people you know talk about doing this or doing that and everybody's trying to get their money and do what they got to do you see everybody starting a business that's great that's actually great um but it's like some of this stuff don't make sense now i always talk to y'all about money schemes and situations like that that just be kind of like far-fetched and the other day, I got a text message from somebody that I knew, right? And they was like, yo, do you want to be in my uh, dental informational on Zoom about how you can improve your dental hygiene or something? And I was like, with this person, I just knew it had to be something with some money because they always talking about you know money online and this and that, right? And shout out to her. This ain't to, to, to down her or dog her. You know what I'm saying? Do your thing. If you're if you doing your thing, do your thing. But I said, sure. How much? Just to see what, you know, what was going on. Bro, she hit me back and was like, 1791. I typed back. I said, you mean $1,791 for you to tell me some information about dental hygiene? On Zoom, I, then I was like, "Well, you must have meant to send this to somebody who's in the dental field, because I'm not." No, nah, it's just about blah blah. And I said, "Whatever." You know, we went back and forth for a little bit, but I was just like, "Bro, the average well, the average person just gonna go to the dentist, man. 
but hey, to each his own. If you hustling out there and you you able to pull it and somebody gonna pay it, hey, do your thing. You know, that's just like these women that's getting their bodies done and selling y'all in this flat tummy tea and stuff. <laughs> like, you can clearly tell they didn't got their bodies done, and then, but they want to sell y'all waist trainers and tea and stuff like that, man. Other day I was at the bistro having a drink and some catfish and um when i see like older black women you know that look older than me or a little more golden seasoned you know i might address them as auntie you know usually they like that right so i'm in there like yo auntie can i get another she i ain't your auntie i was like uh okay you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like i didn't mean it in a negative way so I thought, you know, you received that with love, but maybe she was young and she wasn't like of an age to be an auntie. That might have been what it was. Or she was one of them people that really didn't really accept that she was getting older, you know. And by me calling her auntie, she took offense because she knew she was getting older or something. I don't know. Or maybe I'm overthinking it. I don't know. But I didn't mean any harm by calling that woman auntie. I just wanted another uh, Don Julio and Pineapple. And I was just letting the lady know I respect her, you know, because I respect my elders. Speaking of my elders, my grandma's been going crazy about getting this uh, COVID vaccine shot. And I'm just like, you know, I'm on the fence because it's like, I don't really know. I don't really know. I could just say that. I don't really know. We, we hear about all these different cases of these side effects and things happening, quote unquote, people dying after taking these vaccines. And it's like, you really don't know. Um, my thing is just that it's the first, like, this is the test round. Like, the shot hasn't been tested, you know? So, that's my thing about it. That's my concern. It's just, and with my grandma being older, you know, or my great aunt, 87, 88 years old, it's like, I don't even know what the side effects on an elderly person like that would be. Like, I know my coworkers and people that I know personally, a guy that say, you know, it's pretty rough on the body. You know, the second go around or, or Johnson & Johnson, which is that one dose, it was pretty rough on them. You know, so I don't know. I was listening to Brilliant Idiots podcast the other day, and it's a, a guy that's on there from time to time named Wax. He was talking about how his niece was in, like, a coma after she took that shot. And she was young. So you just never know the effects. You hear all these different stories, man, and, and some people be fine, too. I don't know, so... Hey, it's just one of them coin toss things. You just don't know. Everybody's different. Everybody's immune system is different. So then I recently seen this morning that they took the Johnson & Johnson off the shelf. I mean, off the market or whatever it is. Yeah, so talking about blood clots. So it's, I don't know, man. But I'll tell you one thing. I'd be hella scared if I took that Johnson & Johnson and then I seen that they pulled it off the market. Because I don't know, bro. That don't. Hey, I don't know. I don't know. It's already a scary situation, and now you're giving out a shot, and then y'all pulling it off the market. Y'all already been giving it. To That's why I said it's one of them things where they don't really know what to do. They don't really know, I don't think. They don't know too much. They're giving out shots like this to test run on people, you know? It's a money thing, you know what I'm saying? They just giving out the shots, making something to put on the market to get this paper, and they don't really know what it's doing. I'll probably get it right when they start forcing it for you to, like, travel or something. I know I did hear a report the other day that said that it was a college that was requiring all students to have the vaccine before they came back to college. 
So I know it's a matter of time before you got to have that card, you know, to travel somewhere. But, I'm, you know, I'm going to give a little more time. Give them some time to get the right batch of that Corvid in that shot. You know, they got to cook that shit up right. They, they ain't got, they ain't whipping that dope up right right now. Shit. I was looking at uh, on my, my stock app, and it was saying, um, it gave me an alert that Moderna, that's the, the two-shot dosage, like the stocks that went up in that or whatever. And I'm like, hey, you know, it's always a money thing, man, you know? That's one thing that's crazy, too, about this economy and just the world. It's like y'all will spare people's lives and health for money, but... You know, it ain't about being people, it's about money. I don't understand why sometimes, like I say, in situations, why we just can't be people and figure shit out the right way. But hey, what do I know? Seven people listen to this podcast. So, Quando Rondo released an interview with uh, Angela Yee about the incident regarding King Von and uh, the killing of King Von, basically. But, um,. Aside from him saying ma'am after everything and when he talks, uh, I really, like, the interview was just all over the place. It really was. Like, he was, like, drifting off just talking about, like, a bunch of random shit. Um, And I guess from what I took from it was basically him saying, you know, basically it's self-defense. You know, if his homeboy seen him getting jumped, he did what anybody else would do with the celebrity of that stature. That's what I got out of it, which I kind of understand that, you know, um, but at the same time, I'm like, well, if he was getting jumped, why you just ain't run or whatever? Why you just ain't run up and fight? But nobody's fighting nowadays. You know, you really you pulling out that pistol. So I don't know. I can see both sides. It's just crazy that. You know, the one time it's kind of like a, it was just an actual fight. You know, somebody ended up dying and that somebody ended up being King Von. But, you know, it's just crazy that people don't fight no more. You know, um, I had a homeboy pass the same way. You know, uh, he ran up on a dude, uh, packed him up a few times, hit him a few times. And then some nigga that was with the dude he was fighting ran up like just walked over and shot him a few times and you know the craziest part was just seeing the aftermath because you know bro just laying there you know what i mean nobody kind of ran up on him and nothing there was one cat just looking at him and then you see the police run and get the dude who shot him you know it was like a, a camera footage from a, a nightclub or whatever but you know you know you know it is what it is man rest in peace to my boy rico but um that uh King Von situation. I don't know. The whole Quando thing, too, it sounded like he had some inconsistencies because he claimed he didn't know that that was King Von and them running up on him. It's like, how you didn't know that was King Von? But whatever, man. You know? Um, Before I get out of here, uh, I guess I'll tie this into the last song uh, a while back. If you're a frequent listener of this podcast, when I did, like, the rest in peace to Huey, he had the song uh, Pop, Lock, and Drop It that went worldwide. And Huey passed away. Rest in peace to Huey. Yesterday, we lost another St. Louis rapper uh, by the name of Mitch3600 that was heating up on the scene. Yesterday, he passed away um, to an unfortunate incident. Uh, and we're just going to send a huge rest in peace out to Mitch3600. 
and Huey. So I'm going to end off the podcast with a song from Mitch 3600 featuring Huey. It's called Got Me. Rest in peace to both of them brothers, man. St. Louis, stand up. This man, Freshly, is If you got me, you got me, but I'ma get you back. If you got me, I got you, I hope you got me. Now if you give me, it's giving, you got to live with that. If you got me, it's showing, nigga, you got me. If you got me, you got me, but I'ma get you back. If you got me, I got you, I hope you got me. Now if you give me, it's giving, you got to live with that. But if you got me, I got you just cause you got me. I don't know why I think they got me When these niggas and bitches ain't even got shit If you tend with that bullshit ass profit That shit be gone for it even touches your pocket Make you look at the pack like I think he got me It's just a method of so you ain't got it Now you ain't got it And if I gave you my shit And you ain't got it I'm dancing with this monster Took a lot of losses on top of times I done lost shit Damn they lost it Ready to off shit but that was my fault, shit, damn, it cost me Home to myself, now these footprints more of a boss, bitch Part in my back, if I turn it in, walk off, bitch Blame the motherfuckers who took my heart and walk off, it. But now my heart is just Stone Cold Steve Austin If you ain't got me, me having you seems awful If you got me, you got me, but I'ma get you back If you got me, I got you, I hope you got me Now if you give me, it's giving, you got to live with that If you got me, to show a nigga, you got me They plotting and want it all You get these bitches your all And they'll leave you when you fall People heart get broken all the time But the next time it ain't gonna hurt I'm keeping all of mine I ain't front no nigga Nope nigga I want all of mine I'm a poor nigga over this dope bit of be homicide Niggas say they got you And niggas still get got all the time I'ma grind hard on When a nigga wait till the summertime Comping that new thing I'ma rap it It's getting mummified Shit done changed And it ain't been the same Since my uncle died Then Lewis died And so did I Traumatized, got the crown, wipe my eyes, everybody gotta die. No watch on your wrist and shit, nigga. Everybody got a time. Still take my time chasing this paper like I got all the time. All money ain't good money, nigga. It'll take all your time. Hell you like, damn, I hope they answer when I call this time. When I call this time, damn. If you got me, you got me, but I'ma get you back. If you got me, I got you, I hope you got me. Now if you give me it's giving, you got to live with that. If you got me to show a nigga, you got me. If you got me, you got me, but I'ma get you back. If you got me, I got you, I hope you got me. Now if you give me it's giving, you got to live with that. But if you got me, I got you just cause you got me.